morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Dads. My name's Sean. My name's Curtis. And you're listening to the right podcast for you if you think way too much about children's media. Today we're discussing the 1990 cult hit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The movie? The movie. Turtles in a Half Shell. Turtle Power! Mm-hmm. That's the full title of the movie. Yes. It's Heroes in a Half Shell. Heroes in a Half Shell. Like clams. Turtle power. Yep. Um, Sean, how's your... Th- th- we're recording on Saturday. This is a rare Saturday record. Yes, it is a Saturday record. We're recording on Saturday. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, perfect for Saturday morning dads. Perfect for that farmer's market across the street. Yeah, what? Did you see that farmer's market? The, you know the church around the corner? Yeah. The parking lot. Oh, yeah. There's a farmer's market over there. I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. Sorry, I turned away from the microphone like an idiot. I want to go to the farmer's market and get some plums. Yeah, well, you should plum do that. That, Our, was a, that was a plum joke. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely a joke. Sorry, it's Saturday morning. I've got my Dr. Pepper. I'm waking up. Can I tell you an antidote for my week? And then you tell me an antidote from your week? Yes, I'll I'll tell you an an anecdote. And that's what I said. Um, you were gonna give me a, a recipe for some some uh, cure to poison. <laughs> I've I've always had a hard time with that and the word calendar. What? How I, do you say calendar? I just want to like ca- 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 calendar. Calendar? Calendar? Like, I have to put mental effort into saying that we're right. It's like a few little bit of leftover. I can't spell cal- calendar either. Calendar. Yeah. It's not calendar. It's calendar. There's there's E's and A's, and it's, it's very tricksy. Anyway, shout out to our dear beloved co-worker, Jessica, whose car got absolutely decimated. Oh, yeah. Her car got blowed up on the highway by a madman who was road raging all over the place. It's a miracle she's alive. Yeah. Very grateful. But she's been out of work all week and she had left a plum on her desk. Yes. I saw that yesterday. I uh, ate it. You ate it? <laughs> it was so good. Okay. I texted her first. <laughs> I told her I owe her a plum. I'm going to eat your plum. I saw it yesterday and I made a mental note to throw it away so we didn't get fruit flies over the weekend, but I for- totally forgot. So I'm glad to, I'm glad that you ate it. <laughs> I was working late Thursday night. I needed a little late night snack. And so I, I just like texted her. Hey, you know, um, I'm going to eat this plum. <laughs> um, I will buy you a new one. It, oh my God. It was the best food I've ever eaten. Plums are good. I've always been a fan of plums, and this was the best plum. Yeah, when they're like nice and soft, but not too soft. Oh, this one's um, just right, right what I like to call the sugar zone. Yeah, so you leave them out for a week. Um, Get in a car wreck, forget about them. Forget about them. Leave them in, a, in an office with fluctuating temperatures, and then eat them. So, so good. That's the perfect recipe for plum. It's so good. After this, I'm going to go over to the farmer's market and buy some plums. Man, you know what I like better than plums? Pizza! <laughs> Are you trying to bring it back? I'm trying to bring it back to our topic of the week, Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles. Oh, you have to tell me an 
An antidote. Antidote. Anic. Anecdote. Like Anakin Skywalker is going to tell you a story. It's an mm-hmm. anecdote about how he's going to bring balance to the Force. Yeah, about how he's going to make three really bad movies and then uh, and then walk off into the sunset. Yep. Um, let's see an anecdote. Uh, it was my daughter's fifth birthday last weekend, so oh, it was awesome. birthday party madness. How old did she turn? Uh, on her fifth birthday, she turned five. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess it worked out it was weird. Well, yeah, it worked out well. Glad we threw her a fifth birthday party. Yeah. Um, on her, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was fun. But, uh, bouncy house? Did you have a bouncy no house? No bouncy house. We had a pinata. Ooh, nice. We had a pinata. We had, we had it in the park. We hired this company to come and they like set up this little, table with like pillows and it was like very princessy oh a pillow table very princess tea party uh vibes oh that's sweet which she loved and then um yeah i got her a nintendo switch which she has played like um for a total of like 30 seconds yeah (laughs) all week she wants nothing to do with it is is Um, it because you really bought the switch for you no i discussed it with my wife i was like do you think she's old enough for this she's like yeah i think she would love it because she loves mario kart on the phone and all Mm -hmm. that stuff but yeah maybe she just needs a little time to get into it are you gonna buy her breath of the wild for christmas yeah i'm gonna gonna buy her uh, resident evil You know, if I if I think back to my fifth birthday, yeah, which was at a Chuck E. Cheese back when Chuck E. Cheese's were cool and they had the theaters. Yeah, they had the animatronic had an band animatronic. and all I, that stuff. I recently watched a documentary about Chuck E. Cheese's, and there was there was a competitor to them that also had mm-hmm. animatronics. Yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> Oh, what was that called? Like Showtime. Or Showtime Pizza. Yeah. Showtime Pizza. Showtime Pizza had better animatronics. Yeah, they had the band. They had like the full band yeah. with the bear. And then like drummer. Chuck E. Cheese bought Showtime Pizza, and the one I had my birthday at was definitely a Showtime Pizza that had been reskinned into Chuck E. Cheese. Um, anyway, it was a fascinating documentary. So it's Bright Sun Films. Shout out to Bright Sun Films if you want to watch documentaries about. Uh, f- Companies that have filed for bankrupt, go watch Bankrupt on Brian Films. It's fascinating. Nice. Um, they also, uh, the ones on cruise lines are the best. So much drama on cruise lines. Anyway. Um, They're floating cities. But if I, if I think back to my fifth birthday, I had received, and this would have been 1992, the height of Turtle Mania, I received a Ninja Turtle copter. Whoa. Had, it was a toy helicopter and it had a little trigger on the back you could squeeze oh yeah i remember that make the make the punching bags mm-hmm. go <clears throat> and i i got one of those as a father's day gift this year because I had, i've been reminiscing about it so much wow so um, here we are three decades later and i still love this turtle copter that's awesome yeah did um did you get the same exact one no oh okay just, i mean like the same Model, but not the, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your parents didn't just, like, find it and re-wrap it and get no, it No, they you. threw it away. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, man, those toys, Ninja Turtle toys, they were they were good toys. They were. They were great toys. 
just the Ninja Turtle figures. I always, I always wanted one. I, I never got one. I don't know why. You just never had a Ninja Turtle never had, action figure? Never had any Ninja Turtle toys. Oh, I had upwards of a million. I had like four toys growing up. I don't know why, but my parents just did not buy me toys. Oh. They did probably love I, you. Probably because I never... I, I don't know if I ever asked for toys. Surely I asked for a Ninja Turtle because I wanted one so bad. Well, you were also a sport a sportsy kid. Not when, not in 1990. I was 10. Oh. I mean, I did sports, but there's like YMCA, like one hour a week. Sport. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. Never got, never got a Ninja Turtle toy. Maybe, maybe they thought they were evil or something. Ooh. But they let me watch the cartoon every day. Yeah, the cartoon was fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, I've heard rumors that it's going to be, it's going to come back out on, Whatever streaming program owns the rights to Ninja Turtles. And then it will not live up to my memories. No, it'll be terrible. Yeah. The drawing on those was just... They had to draw them so fast, you know? Yeah. Um, And they had to draw them. They had to actually draw them. So, uh, yeah, they weren't great drawings. But uh, Turtle Mania. Turtle Mania. Bigger than Beetle Mania. We, we both survived it. Yeah, we, we were did. both we were both there. Impacted our childhoods. How old were you in 1990? Three. You were three years old in 1990. Yes. So you had no idea that this movie came out. No, it doesn't. This movie existed on VHS for many years after. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference in between in a child's age from three to five, and there's not a very big difference between a movie coming out in 1990 and when it's available on VHS. Like it's still. Like, yeah, I was peak turtle uh, age when this came out. I was 10 years old. Maybe peak would have been like 12, but 10 years old when this came out. And it's all that any 10 year old to 12 year old boys talked about. Yeah. Um, or the turtles. For was, me, Ninja Turtles lasted right into Pokemon. See, by time by the time Pokemon came out, I was in I was sporting. I was doing sports. Yeah. And I didn't care about Pokemon. When Pokemon came out, I gave up on sports. <laughs> Pogs. Do you remember Pogs? Oh, I remember Pogs. Oh yeah. That was pre Pokemon. That was like yeah. the Pokemon precursor. A prime. It was also it was gambling. Um when yeah, when the schools f- figured out it was gambling, um they did not let us have Pogs anymore. Yeah, because gambling is a sin. Well, gambling leads to all kinds of fights. It's like a gateway drug to gateway drugs. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, pogs were basically marbles, but flat. Yeah, I, I could. I remember the kids in the circles I ran in in third grade um, never wanted to play the game. They never wanted to lose their pogs. They never. Um, so we just collected them. Mm, that's yeah. super lame. Yeah, man, you gotta know kept, when kept you them gotta, in spaghetti Tupperware. You gotta know when to hold them. Know, know when to fold them. them. Yeah, I, had a, I remember my birthday that year. That's all anybody got me was pogs. Then I had so many pogs. Everybody just got me pogs and pog container holders. And I was so rich in pogs, it like distanced me from all my friends. 
It was like everybody else has a couple hundred pogs, but Sean's got like several thousand. Dang. And it's just like That's too many pogs. Nobody was, nobody should have that many pogs. They lost their meaning. They they lost their meaning. It was like I achieved such a level of success that I had nowhere to go. Life had suddenly had no meaning. I was just like pogless. Mm. You know what has meaning? The foot clan. The foot clan. Yes. <laughs> Let's bring it back to All right, you, you, 1990s. You ready to talk about you ready to jump into the the breakdown? Yeah, man. Well, before we br- 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 jump into the breakdown, I just want to ask you up front. Mhm. We don't have to get into full ratings or anything, but do you think this movie was good or bad? I enjoyed it. it did. Um, good or bad? I mean, on a scale of on on a uh, scale just, of just, movies that we've watched on this podcast. No, no, just just when you are watching this movie, I just want to know through what lens you're going to be talking about it in the recap. Were you thinking, oh hey, this actually kind of holds up? Or were you like, this is trash? Oh, no, I thought, I thought it held up better. It held up better than I thought it was going to. That's a great way of putting it. I also, um, I, was, I was expecting very little. And I was pleasantly surprised. At I mean, the storyline was not great. Like, it was not a well-written film. Very fast-moving. It was very fast-moving and then very slow-moving. It, it, got, <laughs> it got to the action real fast. And then they hung out on a farm. <laughs> they hung out on a farm, which I don't remember any of that. I didn't remember any of that. I was like, I did not remember them going to a farm. Um, so I wanted to do a little background on this movie because I actually did some research on it, right? Oh, yeah. So at the time, this was the highest grossing indie movie of all time. This was an independently produced movie. So it was produced by uh, New Line Cinema. Um, which up until this point mostly had done horror movies. So they, yes. they, that was the house that Freddie built. The house that Freddie built. Yes. They had mostly done horror movies and this was kind of their big break into what you would call four quadrant movie, which is a movie that the whole family goes and sees. And that's where you make all your money at. And also uh, known as kids movies because kids can't go to movies by themselves. Yeah, but but it, but this movie was a kids movie that uh, grown ups hated. Gr- gr- well, <laughs> well, some some grown ups some would enjoy seeing, and also like teenagers who could go to movies by themselves. Would yeah, definitely see a teenager movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, the idea is this movie generally appeals to everybody in and. Uh, and it was a, it was a huge success, and um, basically without this, we don't get Quentin Tarantino movies because the money from this movie uh, funded Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, so thanks, thanks, so, Turt, thanks, Turts. Yeah, um, it was a huge gamble, a huge risk. If this movie had flopped and failed. New Line Cinema would have gone out of business. They like bet it all on Turtles. Yeah, which the I mean, Turtles were super popular when the movie came out. Uh, it was a car- safe bet. The cartoon was super popular. I will say that doing a live action version of Turtles probably was a pretty big gamble. Pretty big gamble. And also, Turtles kind of had this split identity because the comic books were very dark. Yes. Um, very grim. Uh, 
So did the comic gory. books? Did the comic books come first? Yes, the comic books came first. Okay, because back then you don't know if like there was comic books or if there was just the cartoon or if the toys were made first and then they made all this stuff to support but, toy like sales. The Hasbro model, yeah. Like He Man, yeah. Uh, no, so the comic books uh, came first, um, and it was created by two dudes whose name I forgot. I, Raphael and Donatello. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so they 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 created the comic books. They put they they self published the comic books at first. Uh, they bet all their money on the turtles. It, it worked out for them, and it became very successful. How many shrooms were they eating when they came up with this? You know, if you saw the two dudes who did it, you'd be like, these are the two nerdiest little comic book publishers in the world. And I bet they were doing a lot of shrooms. Like, they're that, that yeah. kind of... Yeah, it's were, almost like they um, they just did like a random word generator four times... And those were the four words that became the show. <laughs> and they got, and they got the Renaissance artists. <laughs> they, yeah, they did. The first word was teenage, mutant, ninja, turtles. Like, that's a insane well, concept. Well, what happened was... And I remember when I was like nine and I first heard that, I was like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> well, what, what happened is they were watching TV together and they're two friends that are both comic book artists. And and they're watching TV together, and they're like, yeah, "What if what if a turtle was a ninja?" And then one of them draws like a little sketch, and then the other one edits it, and then they just sit there all night going back and forth, like trying to outdo each other on the most ridiculous drawing of a ninja turtle. And then one guy's like, at, writes in above it, "Teenage Mutant," and then they're like, "Oh, hey, we should actually like make this a story. This is kind of cool." They do that. They make this comic book. The comic book's definitely a hard R. The comic book is R-rated, but it's very successful. It gets turned into a cartoon. Cartoon is very PG, and it adds a lot to it that makes it more kid-friendly. The saying of catchphrases, the skateboarding, the, it adds colors in the mm-hmm. in the original run of the comics. They all just wore red masks. Um. <clears throat> Got to tell them apart. <clears throat> the the pizza that comes from the cartoon. So the cartoon, um, they became surfers somehow. Yeah, one of them, uh, Donatello, is it or Raphael has the surfer accent? That uh, no, Raphael has like the Brooklyn accent. Michelangelo has like the surfer cowabunga. Michael, yeah, they, they said in the documentary I was watching that the cartoon added the surfer accent um, because how could they have accents in a comic book? Um, but they, um, yeah, so the comic book adds a lot, um, to, or the, I mean, the TV show adds a lot to what makes them popular worldwide. Um, and then they, uh, come in to make this movie and, and the director, oh damn, what's the director's name? Hang on. I've got it here. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Steve Barron. So Steve Barron is a fan of the comic books, and Steve Barron wants it to be dark and gritty, but he's a smart man. He knows that what has made this financially viable is everything from the cartoon, so he has to kind of mix the two, 
And I think that was the biggest challenge in making this movie and making it appeal to everybody is taking the elements from the cartoon, taking the elements from the movie. And I don't know about you, but I think he succeeded. Like, like it's like the movie is darker, more mature and more dangerous than the cartoons ever were. But it's still fun and playful. And there's pizza. Yeah, the movie is gritty. The turtles are not gritty. The turtles are goofy. Yeah. Which they should be. They're, they're a darker color or green. They are. You're right about that. Well, um, man, I cannot keep their name straight for the life of me. The red one, the hot-headed one, the te- one with the temper. Raphael. Raphael. He's still a little... He's got some emotions. Yeah, he kicks stuff. Yeah, he has to go out. He goes out and practices karate on the angrily on the roof. He's just got to work out that anger. He's just like... I've seen little mm-hmm. kids do that same exact thing. I, I see it a lot around my house. <laughs> Just like kicking and yeah. So budget of thirteen and a half million dollars, and it made over two hundred million. Huge success. Big success. Big big success. Um. Yeah. What? When? When do you remember first watching it? When you were like five, um, on VHS. Yeah, I was probably five, maybe six. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I saw it in the theater. I don't think that's a movie that my parents would have taken me to see. I think my parents took me to see. I think my dad specifically took me to see three in the theater. Oh yeah, that was that was a huge disappointment. That movie yeah, that was, was bad. Terrible. That was. A I loved it when time I was travel like one, right? Yeah. I just wanted to say, because of this movie, because this movie is successful, some other movies they were able to go on and produce was Dumb Dumber. Yeah. Mask. Um, the Mask, right? The, Jim Carrey? The Jim Carrey one. Okay. Uh, Austin Powers. Ooh. So, because this movie was successful in 1990, basically the 90s happened. Yeah. You're right. So, I just, I, you know. You're right. This is a very 90s movie. Um, very dark, like the, like, it's just a dark movie there. It's hard to see stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's not much light in the movie. Um, right. except on the farm. <clears throat> oh, the farm is very bright and cheerful. Man, that was, that's a weird sequence. All right. So I have said my piece. I uh, thank you for letting me, I, I watched a documentary about this movie so I could have something to say. It's great. Good stuff. Thank you for letting me say it. Good stuff. All right. You want to get into the, uh, into the needy greedy? Yes. All right. So, New York City, 1990. There's a silent crime wave happening. What that means, I don't know. But things are getting stolen. Um, there are uh, Fast and Furious style robbings of uh, cigarette trucks. Mm, yes. Um, Electronic trucks. And reporter, intrepid reporter, April O'Neil. Who must be the lowest paid reporter in New York City, by the way, because she works for a New York City television station that everyone watches, and her apartment is the worst. Well, okay. and she has to drive. She has to drive the news truck. That's her car. <laughs> That's okay. Just drive, <laughs> just drive the news truck. That's her car. I think they do establish. That she lives in an apartment that's above an antique store that her dad owned. And so I think she maybe could live somewhere else. But she could like afford 
to fix it up maybe a little bit, but go to Ikea or something. Yeah. Um, cause she, yeah, it's a, it's a you hole. You don't want your characters to be, it's easier to root for a poor person. Well, you don't want her hanging out at home. You don't want her to be yeah. too, too comfortable. And maybe reporters don't make that much money. <laughs> they might not. And maybe in 1990, New York City, they did not. Um, there's also very few people in this New York City. <laughs> and her and her boss has a real problems with boundaries. Yeah, he shows up at her apartment multiple times in the morning, like first thing in the morning. Doesn't he like? Isn't he in her apartment? Yeah, he like comes into he comes her in apartment. He's like a key. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. It's also stuff that like kids aren't going to ask questions about. Like, oh, yeah. that's why he's a boss. Like, why not? Bosses just show up at your house um, with their kid. Yeah. So she's reporting on this crime wave, um, and then she gets attacked. And she's in, at night. It's worth pointing out she's wearing a yellow tr- uh, raincoat. Uh, only at the beginning. Yeah, it's only raining. At the beginning. Um, never daylight in New York City, by the way. In this movie, all good New York City movies. Or raining at night raining. and at night. I wonder if it's because they filmed it on like the back lot. They probably filmed most of it on soundstage. Yeah. Um, if I were to guess, probably also you don't want to see those turtle costumes in bright light. Yeah. Um, so she gets attacked. She's saved by, uh, some silent vigilante, um, heroes. She can't see any of them, but one of them leaves a weapon behind that she doesn't know what it is. Uh, it's one of Raphael's blade thingies. A sigh. A sigh. Um, and he, he leaves it. He's really bummed out about it, like really bummed out about it. Because oh, yeah. ninjas are supposed to be not seen. Ninjas are supposed to be good at taking care of their inventory. And he blew it. He, uh, he did a bad job of being a ninja. Um, this was like their first... Did you get the idea that this was like their first foray out into the world to save to like do some vigilante justice yes i did get that impression yes so they're all pumped uh they're gonna get some pizza uh but Raphael's bummed he goes is this when he goes out uh and practices his kung fu's on the on the roof he's so upset Maybe I don't know. He does that a lot. Uh, that made me laugh a lot, though. That was yeah. really funny. So uh, let's talk about the turtle costumes a little bit. Okay, love to. Um, way better than I remember them being, or way better than I thought that I remember them being awesome when I was a kid. But I thought that I was going to look back and be like, "Those are the dumbest looking things." But no, they're pretty good. They're they're really good. Their faces are very expressive. Yes. Um, I think they had a multiple heads for like different expressions, expressions and stuff, and they don't linger on any of them. But they, there's a lot of movement in their faces, too. Well, I watched another short documentary about this. Oh, really, Sean? What? I, want to, I want to tell you a little about it, right? So they got all these servos and stuff in there that move the, the mouth and the eyes and stuff. And the, the it's like a duo between the actor who's in the costume and then another actor off to the side remote control puppeting it yeah and part of the remote part of it like he's he's got like a sock puppet that he moves the mouth up and down with but that just moves it up and down and then he has like a a little microphone on a stick that points to his mouth but it's not a microphone it's an ir sensor that uh is pointing at his lips and as he moves his lips the lips of the turtle moves. Whoa. 
So both both a sock puppet to go up and down, and as he's saying the lines and emoting, like making an ooh face or snarling a lip, the puppet will do that same thing. So that's just a puppeteer. It's not the voice actor, right? And then the voice actors are just in studio doing voice acting, right? Yes. And um, which one was the hothead angry guy who practices karate? Raphael. He's the only one who was both in the suit and the voice actor. Oh, interesting. Everybody else was just in the suit and then had a a voice actor. Yeah. Because I imagine it was like stunt guys in the suit, right? Yeah. um, And they were very young, too, because they and like kind of like like they had a... uh, they had to be really skinny. They were like skinny mm. little dudes and skinny little karate dudes in there. They were all like nineteen. Yeah, they, uh, but they were able to like the their movement and stuff was. I mean, it looked not very restrictive. Like yeah, like they could move around really well and jump and kick the, and the, all the, kinds of the stuff. The suits were um, a combination of rubber and the same kind of foam Nerf balls are made out of. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that kind of foam is called Nerf. Nerf or nothing. Yeah, Nerf or nothing. Uh, this was Nerf. It was not nothing. It was it was that, it was that and and some kind of like uh, like latexy, rubbery looking stuff, so, uh, so they could move. And uh, um, they 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 had mentioned that getting blinks right was a big deal. Yeah, and like at had, the same time, like both eyes at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> well, just, yeah. They just had a little button on a little controller. They had this other little controller in their other hand that looked like um, a Game Boy uh, glove, like or not yeah, Game power, Boy, a, a power, power glove. glove. It looked like a power glove. It had like all these buttons you could press and like things you can do with your th- thumb and stuff. It had like a joystick on top, like an Xbox controller that to move the eyeballs around, and then it had like buttons for blinking and stuff. Um, it was very, very, very it, cool. I mean, the, it was Jim yeah. Henson. It was Jim Henson's creature workshop. Oh, there we go. They were it would they were really well done. They were really they were really well done. I was Jim, very I was very surprised. There was a quote from Jim Henson along the lines of it was the most technically uh, it was his highest accomplishment was the turtles, but he was disappointed with how much violence was in the movie. Oh yeah, there was a lot of violence. Well, it's, it's got ninja right in the. <clears throat> yeah, Jim, what'd you think? Yeah, what'd you think? What? Um, it's just like Star Wars, you know, laser swords. So this is when we they're they're back down in the, okay. So they they go back down to the sewer. Well, obviously, I think everyone knows they live in the sewer under New York City. It's where they grew up. Um, we're gonna get to the story of how they came to be later. Um, but here is where we meet Master Splinter. Who's also? I was like really um, surprised at how good he looked. Kind of creepy, but um, he's a giant rat. Yeah, they 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 did a good job. It was I couldn't imagine a better CG version. And he was voiced by. I was surprised by who he was voiced by, but I can't remember who. Hold, please. Don, uh, it was voiced by a young Don Cheadle. Uh, no, no, but um, no. <laughs> he was voiced by do some do some vamping. Oh, he was voiced by Kevin Clash. Who's Kevin Clash? Voice of Elmo. 
Really? Yes. The guy who invented and voiced Elmo. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Which makes sense because it's Jim Henson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was surprised by that because Splinter sounds nothing like Elmo. Yeah, no, not at all. Not <laughs> even from the same part of the world. Well, he's from New York. They're both from New York. Splinter's not from New York. Well, he lives there, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Raphael gets... He's mad. Uh, the rest of the turtles have ordered pizza from Domino's, which Domino's has a lot of product placement in this movie. Yes. Um, the but, the pizza delivery man is one of the turtles. Oh, I see. Um, but Raphael goes back. He's going to find his missing scythe. Um, he goes out and... Um, Let's see. He goes back to the surface, and then somehow uh, he, someone uh, robs someone, takes his purse from someone, um, and then he chases him down, starts to fight him, and then this guy just shows up, and I guess they're in Central Park. Uh, this guy just shows up with like a hockey stick and uh, golf clubs or something and just beats the crap out of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name's Casey Jones. He and Raphael get into a brief fight. Casey Jones is cool personified. Yeah, he's just like cool Brooklyn dude, long hair, um, and just out there like beating up kids. He's so cool. And he has a hockey mask. And he has a hockey mask, like an old school uh, Jason Voorhees hockey mask. Um, but Raphael doesn't really like the way that he beats the crap out of children. Young teenagers, like probably like 12 year olds. It was, it was less than ideal, but they, well, were, they were doing general mischief. They so. were. They were stealing a purse. Uh, a couple which, of broken ribs will teach them Which I think it was a little overkill probably um, for a stolen purse. But uh, anyway, they fight. Casey Jones runs off into the night. Um, April O'Neil continues to push hard on the investigative reporting front. She confronts the chief of police. She thinks she, uh, this is when we first hear of her theory that um, these robberies are being done by the foot clan, who is a led by a, um, by a, uh, like, some Japanese guys, ex Japanese uh, the, militia. The, the same style of robbery was plugging Japan. Yes, and apparently April was very like uh, a lot of immigrants told, told her about yeah. it. She plugged into. She the, kept bringing up the immigrants. Yes, she's like, well, if you would just listen to the immigrants. Yeah, so she's convinced that this Foot Clan is behind all these. Uh, and then, so we mentioned her boss, who bursts into her apartment. Uh, he also has his son with him when his he does teenage, that. His teenage, his teenage son. redhead son. Uh, we see the the kid like steals money out of steals April's purse. Twenty bucks. Twenty twenty smackers. That's In like, nineteen ninety money. That's probably like April's. Uh, by the look of her apartment, that's like her full her full month, monthly yeah. uh, salary. I think in apartments by like that, you pay by the week. Well, she owns it. She. Apparently yeah. she owned the building. So. She did. She owned, yeah. uh, but that would have that would have bought her a lot of Domino's pizza, which yeah. is the only food available in New York City at that time. Oh, I ate Domino's last night. Did you really? No, it's Papa John's. Oh, it's, it's different. Yeah, it, it comes with that little pepper though. 
Okay, so um, a group of foot clansmen. That's what they're called in Wikipedia. Clansmen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they attack April because they saw they saw her on uh, on the television set, and <laughs> I guess we we've been introduced to Shredder at this point too. Uh, just the back of his helmet. Yeah. Um, mysterious leader of the Foot Clan. Shred- uh, Shredder's outfit is one thing I had a bit of a problem with. Lame. It's pretty yeah, lame. It was pretty lame. Um, it was pretty lame in the cartoon, though. No, the cartoon was awesome. It was, it was purple. It was like full armor, though. Yeah. And this, he had the, 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 like, pads, the metal pads, but then his shirt was just like... A shirt? A shirt, yeah. It was yeah, like that kind of, it's that kind of shiny metal ish material, but it's not actually metal. That like, but it wasn't a even cool like a, and wears. Yeah, it wasn't even like a robe or. He, yeah, he like, needed like a chest piece or like a cool robe with a chest piece under it or over it. Yeah, they 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 fell short on the shredder costume, and there was no Krang, which was was uh, you know, I wanted to see a talking brain. Yeah. Also, no Bebop and Rocksteady. No, yeah, no Bebop and Rocksteady. I would love to see. Jim Henson make a crane. If they did this movie now, they would set up Bebop and Rocksteady to have their own spinoff uh, uh, MCU. Well, there was a Turtle movie came out this year. Yeah, but it was a cartoon. It was really good. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. It was. Is it, it looked like a Lord and Miller joint, was it? <clears throat> um it had some association, but it wasn't. Okay. But the did you see Meet the Millers or mm-hmm. weird? Yeah, that was Lord and Miller. That was a Lord and Miller show. Okay, it was movie. one of those guys. Oh, okay, yeah, I figured. The, just because the animation style looks like them, it's so good. Yeah, man, they're, they're it, really good. I at, loved it. And Bebop and Rocksteady were played by John Cena and um, yes. and uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. I need to watch that one. Um, and and the very last shot of that show is like an over the shoulder shot of Splinter, or uh, not Splinter of uh, Shredder of Shredder coming to town. Oh, uh, yeah. And you know who the main bad guy is? It's a giant mutated fly played by. Um, The rapper who's a cop. The rapper who's a cop. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who that is. He was in NWA, and now he's on CIS or something. Oh, he plays a cop. Ice T. Yeah, Ice T. Ice T is the main bad guy, and he is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I wait. No, is it T or is it Cube? Cube is. Are we there yet? But he also plays a cop on one of those shows. Or he did. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's iced tea. Okay. Um. One time I tweeted. Uh, I I, t- I tweeted at iced tea and he retweeted me. What? Yeah, it made my day. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Um. Okay, so back to the story. Uh. So April gets jumped. Raphael comes, saves her. He don't know what to do with her, so he throws her over his shoulder and takes her down to the sewer. Like uh, some kind of caveman. Um, All the turtles are in love with uh, April O'Neil, by the way. This is the closest they've ever been to a woman. Yes. And they're teenage boys. They're teenage turtles. 
um, they have no human DNA. That's true. Um, I don't know how turtles well, work. Well, I but. don't know if they have. They, they probably do have human DNA. I don't know how ooze works. How well, do they get to be bipedal? Uh, funny you should ask because this is where uh, this is where um, what's his name Splinter tells the story of how the turtles came to be. And this is from Wikipedia. The um, the best no- the best knowledge uh, mm-hmm. that mankind can can access. Um, let's see. Splinter introduces himself and the turtles, explaining that they were once normal animals. So they, I guess they were pet turtles that someone threw into the sewer or flushed. Now, also, some people eat turtles. Yeah. So maybe they were just discarded turtle eatings. You ever been to H Mart? They have live turtles? They have live turtles in the grocery store at H Mart for you to eat. They could be. They could be that. They could be pets. They could be... Um, um, discarded food items. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. They were once normal animals before being mutated into intelligent anthropomorphic creatures by a mysterious chemical. And then um, Splinter, I guess, was transformed by that same ooze. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he trains them in the art of ninjutsu. Yes. Splinter himself was the pet. He was a pet of a ninja master. He does not explain how he gets into the sewer. <laughs> he well, explains no, that no. his master flees, uh, flees Japan, flees Japan, and ends up in New York City. Ends up in New York City. He doesn't. He doesn't explain why his master abandoned him and threw him in the sewer, though. Well, no, his splint uh, shredder caught up to him because they, they fled to America to escape Shredder. You're right. And oh, did Sh- Shredder kill his master? Uh, yeah. Did you not watch the movie? That's how Shredder got the, wears the face mask because his face is all messed oh, up. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and and like Shredder comes and kills the master, and the master's uh, why I was dozing at that point. And uh, Splinter, still a little rat, escapes out of his cage and like bites Shredder's yeah, nose like, and claw, scra- he claws, claws up his face. Yeah. Um. And so his, his master didn't abandon him. His master got murked. He got bodied, son. Oh, He's dead. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, I guess uh, Splinter fled to the sewers. But there are some funny shots of Splinter mimic, like a little stop motion rat uh, <laughs> mimicking some kung fu moves. <laughs> it was so dumb. It was funny, though. Um, pretty funny. Okay. Uh, so, April is hanging out in the sewer with the turtles and Splinter. Um, Let's see. Uh, and then, uh, again, April's boss goes to her apartment. I guess the turtles are there with April. They're hiding. And the the kid sees the turtles. Have we gotten to the part where... Uh, I'm just going through Wikipedia's uh, plot uh, plot points. <laughs> okay. What At what point do we get to see the absolutely badass hideout of the Foot Clan? Let's get there now. Okay. Because I think it's before the, ki- the, the kid... Sees the turtles. As a child, that was the coolest place it on the planet. It was so cool. I wanted to be a bad kid so bad. So you you go into the Foot Clan headquarters, and anybody can join. Apparently, anybody can join as long as you're under a certain age. Yeah, all you gotta do is pledge allegiance. to yeah. the Foot. 
Um, you, get, you pledge allegiance to the foot. You get access to their clubhouse, which has oh. half pipe, uh, oh, yeah. skateboarding, free cigarettes. Unlimited free cigarettes, regular and menthol. Regular and menthol, because they're from the truck. Um, and when you ask for a is, cigarette, uh, they don't hand you a cigarette? They give you a pack. They don't hand you a pack. They hand you a carton. They give you a carton. They <laughs> want to get you. a carton Pretty sure Shredder has some deal with uh, with Marlboro or whoever yeah. makes those. But uh, Winston. Um, there is gambling. There is. Oh, just, there was a lot of gambling. A lot of gambling. Oh, there was an, a more gambling than I would imagine. I was once a teenage boy, and I don't remember having any great affinity for gambling. Yeah, there was like poker games. There was dice games. Um, I guess uh, I don't know. They wanted to. Anyway, they wanted to show how bad these kids were. Uh, these kids while inadvertently showing them how cool, showing us all how cool they were. And you get trained in the ways of the ninja. Yeah, you go into the back, and there's a dojo, a giant dojo, where kids are training to be ninjas. Oh, there's a locker room and everything. Which, you know, if you're training to be a ninja, you probably don't want to be a smoker. It's probably... Probably, probably it's trying to sneak around and then start cough, have a coughing attack. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty rough. Um, anyway, there, there's the head of the Foot Clan is like this... You know, he's like the master trainer guy. Some bald guy. Some bald guy. Now, they show him training with one of the kids, and and he's mad at this kid for whatever reason. Or this might be a little bit later on when the oh, ninja punches him in the him. stomach. Yeah, you know when he beats up the kid? Yeah. In the original cut of the movie, he kills him. What? He beats him to death, and they show him, like, laying there lifeless. And then they had to go reshoot it to. Yeah, the New Line like, probably saw that. Like that's no. a little, that's a little rough. Because the, the, <laughs> it was there was several reshoots they had to do to make it less dark because they were like, it's too scary. Uh, and so they like show him the kids go over there and see, checking on him, making sure he's still breathing, that he's okay. Um, yeah, so that was one of the reasons. Uh, one one of the things they had to reshoot. Also, hey, you want another movie fact? You know how April O'Neil is not wearing a yellow jumpsuit? Yeah. Uh, they made the yellow jumpsuit for her to wear. And the actress was like, no. It looks hideous. <laughs> it would have been weird if she wore that all the time. Yeah. As a reporter, she, like, reporters don't wear that. I think she made the right call. Yeah. Wearing, it was a good nod, like, wearing the yellow raincoat at the beginning. And that yeah. was enough. That was enough. Yeah. Like, she's a human being. She doesn't wear the same jumpsuit every day. Um, all right. So, um, the Foot Clan follows the turtles down in the sewer. They steal Splinter. They kidnap Splinter. They ransack their nice sewer. Um, and they take they take Splinter hostage. Yeah. And that's why the turtles are hanging out in with April O'Neil because they don't have any place to go. Because they're scared teenagers. And they're very sad. They're very sad. They feel like failures. Well, yeah. They don't know what their future holds. No. Their whole their whole existence has been training with this one uh, rat. He's the only thing that they know. And they're training to be ninjas. And guess what? Their master got taken. So they're sad. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? How about hanging out on a farm for two weeks? Well, we're not there yet. 
Oh, not there yet. Oh, did the April's house get blown up yet? Uh, no, not yet. Let's see. Are you, uh, so let's see. They're all they're all arguing with, the, with each other. They're all sad. Rafael doesn't think that Leonardo's a good leader. Um, Leonardo doesn't think that he's a leader at all. Uh, let's see. The Foot Clan. Uh, they beat Rafael unconscious. Uh, this is kind of like where it starts to slow down. Uh, the action kind of slows down. Danny starts to feel bad uh, about being in the Foot Clan. Um, Splinter like calls him over and gives him because Splinter's just like hanging on the wall <laughs> in yeah. the Foot Clan hideout. Um, Danny goes and talks to him. Splinter gives him some sage advice about how fathers just want to love their sons. Yeah. Because Danny, Danny hates his father for some reason. Well, his dad does suck. His dad's like obviously dad. obsessed with April O'Neil. Obviously obsessed with April O'Neil. Uh, always hanging out at her apartment in the early morning Dragging hours. Dr- b- before school, I have to go visit your work crush? No, thank you, Dad. Yeah. Okay, so uh, then yeah, the Foot Clan comes to April's apartment, blows it up. There's a big fight. The Turtles have to retreat. And uh, April O'Neil has been left a lot of things by her family. One of them is the, was it, is it a pizza place or like a antique store? Antique store, her apartment, also a farm just outside of New York City. Um, uh, so they drive there um, and they hang out for what seems like four hours of the movie uh-huh. uh, at the farm. It's like two weeks. Yeah, they hang out there for a long time. A long time, yeah. Uh, and then Leonardo, so they're like just like fixing stuff on the farm. It's that, well, Leonardo's the the tech guy in the group. He's the no, that's, Don, that's Donatello. Oh, well, Donatello's the tech guy in the group. He yeah. does all the fixing up stuff. Yeah. So he's fixing up this old truck with Casey Jones. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention Casey Jones is with him now. American heartthrob Casey Jones. Yeah, I guess he just like showed up to April's apartment. I don't remember how he got there. Why he? Got yeah, there. he showed up to help in the fight. Um. But I guess yeah. he was tailing the Foot Clan, but um, wanted to beat up some more kids. Um, one so, thing I didn't realize for some reason when I was a kid was that the Foot Clan soldiers were the kids. I, I always separated them in my mind for some reason when I was a kid because that's just no. The Foot Clan is minors. That is one weird thing about this movie. Oh, head, head minor Foot Clansman Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was funny. Uh, um, very interesting. The the here are the grown ups: Shredder, bald trainer guy, April O'Neil, Casey Jones, Splinter, the turtles, chief of police. Oh, the chief of police who's who's in it for a little bit and then you never see him again. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't listen to immigrants. That's his biggest downfall. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but the Ninja Turtles are minors. They are, ch- they are children. They are not legally allowed to vote or buy alcohol. And all 400 foot clansmen, also minors. How many of them do you think died in that fire? There's a lot. There's a lot. Also, yeah, the, the entire fate of New York City is hanging in the balance between some uh, teenagers, some teenagers, teenage fights. Yeah. Um, it's, it's there are like no the firearms. There's no hey, firearms in this. Do you movie. ever watch the Warriors? Oh yeah, we should do the Warriors on Just for Daddy. Yeah, the Warriors is a high quality movie. 
Yeah. I love that movie. movie. Um, let's see. Okay. So they're at the lame farm. Um, one, there's a scene when they're at the farm where one of the turtles is laying in an empty bathtub, just like salt. And it's clear there's not a person in the suit. (laughs) 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 And then like one of the other turtles like goes up and touches him and it squishes. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. yeah, they're like pouring water over him. That's Raphael because he got beat unconscious. Yeah. Um, and then Leonardo somehow um, figures out how to talk to an astral projection of Splinter. Oh, yeah. Like Force Ghost style, but Splinter's not dead. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, they, they go out and they build a fire and they're all able to see... <laughs> Splinter in the fire somehow and he and then they decide they do a brief uh montage of them training and then they go back to New York City in the fixed up truck. Yeah. Um they take them all it's a down. Pretty cool truck. They make a huge deal of Casey Jones having claustrophobia because he doesn't want to be in the New York sewer. Yeah. Uh, he would rather so sleep in a truck. <laughs> a cab, a single cab of a 1953. Yeah, Chevy. he has claustrophobia. Uh, the the sewer is kind of spacious. <laughs> but he would rather he would rather sleep in the cramped cab of a yeah, of a 19 19- the cab has windows. I guess maybe it's being under the city is probably what he's uh, I was thinking about that. And as I was thinking about that, then Foot Soldier showed up, and I was like, oh, it was just a plot point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they make a bigger deal out of that. Than- but they have to. So they're going to go rescue Shredder. They drive from the farm. Or not Shredder, Splinter. Uh, they're going to go. Um, dri- they're go- so they drive from the farm back to the city. And then they're like, well, no, let's sleep first. We're going to be tired. We yeah, we've had a long drive. Uh, we can't rescue Splinter. Splinter will be fine. Hours. He'll be fine tonight. Shredder's going to be asleep anyways. Uh, anyway, the Foot Clan shows up. Um, a huge fight ensues. At some point, we find out the reason for Splinter's master and Shredder hating each other is over a woman. Yeah. The love of a woman. Um, Shredder wants uh, Splinter's lady, so he kills him over it. Yeah. Follows him to America and kills him over it. Um, and I don't know what what happened to the lady. She got killed too. Oh, she got killed too. Okay. Like I said, I was uh I was dozing at this at this stage of the film. Um, some for some extended I was on the edge of my seat. extended fight scenes. Um, the fight scenes were pretty make me sleepy now. The f- <laughs> I'm at that. I'm at that point in my life, I guess, where just I'm more interested in the dialogue. (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm just having such a hard time getting to bed tonight. Let me turn on John Wick. Not John. I mean, John Wick is not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The the, the fighting is a little more. The fight uh, scenes in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles try to be comical. Yeah, there's like comic stuff where there's like spinning, uh, spinning the nunchucks on their finger and a big equips. Yeah, and it's fine. They're fine. And uh, those nunchucks changed every shot. Oh yeah, sometimes a chain, a chain or a string. And the, just, sometimes it was a string. Um, but uh, yeah, they fight. Sh- uh, Shredder makes one final attempt to kill Splinter. Uh, Splinter catches it. 
with a nunchuck with a string in between it. Yeah. Um, that was dangling off the edge of the roof, uh, and then throws it back at Shredder. Shredder dies. The end, basically. Yep. The end. Um, very enjoyable film. The turtles were well, uh, the, the turtles were charming. Before, they they gotta say their catchphrase before we wrap it up. Oh yeah, they're all like trying to like they're brainstorm trying- the right word to say. They're like. Excellent. Oh, awesome. Tubular. And then Splinter's like, I have always preferred Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And then they'll high three in, in credits. Yeah. Um, the great Elmo said Cowabunga. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the surferiness of these turtles. Okay. They grew up in the sewers of New York City. They've never known any other culture other than New York City culture. Raphael has a Brooklyn accent, heavy, thick Brooklyn accent. The rest of them are kind of like L.A. surfer dudes. Well, do you think they watched like they didn't really grow up in New York City? They were technically in New York City, but they weren't part of the culture. They were underground. They had TV down there. right? They weren't interacting with other people. They learned from TV. They grew up on TV. I guess they were watching Point Break a lot. Yeah, they they grew up with Swayze. Um, yeah, I was just wondering about that, but that makes sense. They grew up, yeah. They had one VHS, and Raphael didn't watch it because he he'd rather go up and like wear uh to the most non convincing costume. To blend yeah. <laughs> in a trench coat over his giant, uh, it still has the bandana around his eyes. Still has the bandana around his eyes with a big fedora, and uh, it's clearly just a giant turtle with a trench coat. Yeah, has no shoes on, it's green legs sticking out of it. Um, so yeah, thoughts on the film. Um, do you do you want to go home and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze tonight? I don't, but maybe next year when the sequel to comes out to the next cartoon one, maybe we could watch it then. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be culturally relevant. I would like to skip two. No. Two is good. But three is really bad. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk about this I'm then. a glutton for punishment. Do um, you like to watch the bad movies? Like the really bad ones. Um, some of them to me are unwatchably bad. Like it is painful to watch them. Yes. Some of them are f- bad funny. Yes. Uh, Never Ending Story was bad funny. Yes. Never Ending Story is the sweet spot. That was a sweet spot of bad and, but funny bad. Like, uh, some of the fairy forest, uh, junk. forest fairies was great. Well, fair, forest fairies was an exception. That was an exceptional film. If you uh, haven't watched, listened to the forest fairies episode, go back and listen to it. It was one of our best episodes. But I man, think. like shark bait, uh, shark. Okay. We didn't finish that. Some of these, some of these, because we physically and mentally couldn't finish it. We could not watch <laughs> shark bait. That movie was so bad. So I would like to find that sweet spot of funny and bad. Um, with the occasional, like this probably is not considered a good movie, but it's enjoyable. Like I like, Ninja the, Turtles. En- I like the enjoyably, the enjoyably bad movies or the enjoyably mediocre movies. 
I like I like anything by Justin G. Dyke. Now, well, yeah, you, yeah, you're 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 a Dyke head. No, I'm a big Dyke head. Now, <laughs> I was looking through Justin G. Dyke's movies last night to see if he had ever done the Halloween movie, because our next episode we'll be doing will be taking place in October. Oh, ha- Halloween time! Yeah, so I'm thinking, let's see if my boy Justin G. Dyke has done. A well, he did that. Film, he did that. Which is ball. This which, is only one. Uh, he has not done any other Halloween movies. He has done like forty-five Christmas movies. <clears throat> then I got to looking at his uh, IMDb, and I'm worried. Like, <laughs> you worried that he's not working anymore? Yes, I'm sure he's not working Dude, anymore. He's got like five movies from every year from 2018 to 2021. Nothing in 22 or 23. Well, here, like. Here's the thing about movies. They some of them eventually have to make some money for you to keep being able to make them. Oh, well, I'm sure he's making money. Like they're they're all how how all of his movies are for lifetime and Netflix. But how many people? How much does Netflix pay for? And if Netflix is like, hey, look, you've got two li- you've got two watches over the last ten years from these two uh, losers, Sean and Curtis, and. <laughs> That's it. Like we're not giving you any more more money to make more know. movies. Um, that's that's just what I. That's he's, just that's he's just in, what I am. He's in Canada, so maybe like the pandemic just hit differently in Canada. Could be. Maybe Canada doing- is much more. Uh, it's much easier to make movies. I think in Canada. I think they you get you can get some like federal money for it. Uh, or you know, the, know, Canada gives you some money for it. Uh, they have grants and stuff like that, and I think it's not as not nearly as expensive to make movies there. But um, yeah, I, um, which is ball? I feel like was a good episode. Was it not us watching it, but us recording and talking about it? I feel like we turned out a good product. Man, I fast forwarded through so much of that movie. <laughs> um, we got to do a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, no, I don't want to do any more Disney made for tween movies. Now, see, my recommendation was going to be we've done Under Wraps too. Oh, so bad. Those were so bad. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't know what happened Under Wraps one. We could do that. Did we not watch? Did we not watch Under Wraps one? Oh, I guess not. No, two was the one where. Oh man, it was bad. It was bad, Sean. Uh, yeah, we could watch that. Um, you, you, should, you should there is a there to. is a show there is a movie that I used to watch when I was a kid called Mister Boogity. It is on Disney Plus. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. I would rather watch that one. Mm, okay, it's it was on. It was one of the. Do you remember when they used to have the um, Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights, and it was like a movie. It was a Sunday night movie. Anyway, when I was a kid, that was on ABC every Sunday night, and that was one of them. We used to record them, and I watched that. I watched the heck out of that tape. All right, I'll watch it. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity. It's on Disney+. There's also Plus. Bride of Boogity, which I've never seen. Okay. Um, so uh, how many how many nunchucks or how uh, many slices uh, of do- uh, do- Domino's pizza? Before you get that, before you get that. I want to say... The director of this movie was immediately fired the minute they wrapped the last shoot. Normally, directors, after they're done filming the movie, have to edit the movie, oversee the score of the movie, are involved in the marketing of the movie. No, he was 
the day they said cut for the last time, he was fired. They went and did reshoots because th- of scenes like the kid dying that they thought were too dark. Is that why he was fired? Because it was too dark? It was too dark. He he was fired because it was too dark. They're like, making this kid's movie, and he was like showing kids being murdered? Yes. He showed a kid <laughs> be murdered. <laughs> That's not what, not what parents want to see. Yeah. You know, so they, they went back and did reshoots. And then, and the studio edited the movie. And so there is a lot more footage that didn't make it into it of violence. I, I gotta say that the studio made the right call. I feel like, I feel like you're right. Yeah. Even just like the tone of the, the turtles and their costumes are very cartoony. Like yeah. it is obviously like a movie version of the cartoon. Yeah. Based on like what they look like. Um, and like they like pizza and say cowabunga and stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, child murder doesn't fit into that very no, well. I'm generally against child murder. Yeah, I don't like to watch it on screen. Yeah. Um, God, can you imagine taking like all the parents taking their kids to see their beloved Ninja Turtles movie and <laughs> seeing see a kid get beaten to death? Uh, traumatizing. Um, I think that would be uh, that would have negatively impacted the bottom line. Yeah, people be like, "Hey, George, what did you do this weekend?" Well, I, t- I took my kid to see that Ninja Turtles movie. Some random kid just gets murked by this ninja <laughs> guy. It was kind of intense. Yeah, I was wondering why it was rated R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of teen smoking. A lot of, like that probably uh, would not. I mean, I know that would not make it in today. Like I've been, I've been, I've been trying to cut back on cigarettes and pizza, but boy, this movie makes it hard. Today that would be vapes. They would have their vapes. Oh yeah, they have the big fat vape rigs. It's like instead of doing skateboard tricks, they'd be doing cool vape tricks. Yeah, they would be well, and doing a. <laughs> they'd be doing the the razor. Uh, they don't call razors anymore. Just the the razor scooters. The scooters, yeah, yeah. They'd be doing scooter tricks. You mean like the ones I send you pictures yes. of every every day. single day? Sean show, <laughs> Sean sends me uh, videos of people just wiping out on razors. Hey, follow me on Instagram. I'll send, <laughs> I'll send you pictures of kids breaking open their skulls on uh, razor scooters. It's the funniest thing ever. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, anyway, that um. Yeah, I still I still think that being a, a Foot Clan soldier would be, uh, be pretty awesome. pretty fun. Uh, like, oh, there was a scene where uh, Bobby or whatever that kid's name was had a Danny, Danny, Danny. Oh, oh, at the end, he's like, "Dad, call me Dan." His dad's <laughs> like, "What? You've been gone? Like, he's been missing for like a week." He goes back and tells his dad to call him Dan. <laughs> like, I'm a man now. I guess he's a man now. I'm no longer a petty criminal, but he had a cassette player, and his dad like, he's always got those headphones in. I don't even know where he got them. And I'm just thinking, man, you get free headphones if you join the Foot Clan? Yeah, you, you steal free whatever. cassette players? I, what do you, do think, you think he was think, listening to on the cassette tape? Do you think Dom Toretto was part of the Foot Clan? Do you think that's where he got his start? Mm. Be a, that'd be a great crossover. He doesn't really know karate very well. Well, neither did the Foot Clan soldiers. They got they got roasted by the uh, four Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there were like a hundred, <laughs> but those Ninja Turtles are like superhuman strong, and uh, and they have protective shells, and they have weapons. 
I guess the foot the Foot Clan guys had a the Foot Clan guys could have done a lot better with their weapons. Like, have you heard of a Glock? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Shredder. Like, spend Just, spend a little bit of money and buy these guys rob, some rob some pawn shops. Get a get a couple guns. Yeah, like forget the cigarette trucks. Just like yeah, bad guys with an honor. Bad guys with a code always make oh, for a yeah. good movie, but like very unrealistic. Yeah, bad guys don't have uh, like, that. If you're sitting there and you're like, I've got 413-year-olds that have been taking karate for two weeks, and I need to kill four superhuman, strong they're turtle all, monsters. They're all, they all just, you have to have your brown belt to, to be able to put on the Foot Clan soldier outfit. I've been feeding these kids nothing but cigarettes and whiskey, and now I need them to fight. They've been breathing secondhand smoke <laughs> in this dingy They all have b- b- busted ankles from the <laughs> haphazard skate ramps I put up. <laughs> how how could I possibly get them? Guns! Just buy them some guns! Yeah, but it was not a well-trained army. I will say that. Hey, I mean, hey, he's recruiting children. Like, what? Come on. No, child labor. This movie is an anti-child labor propaganda film in disguise. I guess. Um, it it also I seems to, like I went there to the was Arby's by my house the other day. I'm pretty sure they're using child labor. Oh, uh, why? Because the guys the... working there. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure it was like two 13 year olds who gave me my food. And then Uh-oh. I was like, man, I really wish I didn't eat this Arby's. It was pretty terrible. I, I do that like once a year while I eat some Arby's. You're like, man, a roast beef sandwich sounds great. Mm, that mm. melted cheese Arby's on it. Arby's roast beef. And then I finish eating it, and I'm like, "Oh, this was a terrible decision." It's bad. It's it's not great. Uh, we're not sponsored by Arby's. Never no, will be. We are sponsored by Domino's Pizza, official pizza of Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles in, in New York City. In New York City, <laughs> out of all the places you can get pizza in New York City, let's go to Domino's. Domino's, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was no turtle van in this movie. No, they did not have driver's licenses. Um, there was no turtle copter. I bet you were disappointed about that. Man, turtle copters are awesome. There was no Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, I don't. I don't remember anything about the second one. Are Bebop and Rocksteady in that one? I'm gonna just say yes. I have no idea because it's called Secret of the Ooze. Maybe they're using that ooze to. We'll make- find out next year when we watch the second one. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you know, I- so stay tuned till next year. Can we revisit what movie we're going to watch for Halloween? Because you said this Mr. Spookums up movie. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity. I think it might be better for our search results. Because we had pretty good success with that Pee Wee Herman. Because that name recognition. Well, yeah. The man had also just died. Yeah. So what? 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 How? Maybe there's a Halloween movie people have actually heard of. Maybe we could do the first Hocus Pocus. Hmm. No, Mr. Boogity it is. Okay. I'm going to watch Mr. Boogity. We don't have to do a podcast about it, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> we, can, we can watch it. You know, well, no, we, we can discuss this. Um, probably I mean, we don't have to discuss it on the podcast. Yeah. Or, or do you want to find out? Do you want to decide right now what we're going to watch next? Yeah, we'll decide right now. And it's Mr. Boogity. Ooh. Mr. Boogity. All right. People are going to really like click on that a lot because they're like, oh, Mr. Boogity. That's a... Blast from the past that I've never heard of. Yeah. 
but people are, people always seek new knowledge. So uh, they're going to see a movie that they've never heard of. They want to click on it, and they're going to learn all about it. I'm going to give it a good subtitle, though. Plus, it's short because it was a made-for-TV movie. It's got those commercial breaks in it. It's got those commercial breaks since it's like an hour and a half. Remember that time Max. we did that Disney made-for-TV movie about the Jewish kids playing basketball? Man, that was great. And the whole time, both of us were like, this is so unbelievable and unrealistic. Um, true, Based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so stupid. <laughs> Even if it's real. <laughs> so stupid. I'm sure the real story was not. Uh, I'm like, going to give him a basketball career to teach him Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he he did not give up his career. I don't he think did. that that he happened. Did. Not in real in, in the movie he did, but not in real life. Not in real life. Like he he had already done his career in basketball and was just he was just a he was a basketball coach. <sighs> Max that was the kid's name. Man, that was a uh, full court miracle. What was the what was the card he sold? The Doctor J card. The Doctor J card, yeah. Yeah, I want a Doctor J card now. Just to remind me of that movie. Um, I will say that that movie taught me a lot about the Jewish religion that I did not know. <laughs> it did. It was very informative about the Maccabees. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I gotta I gotta go pick up my kids. All right. Uh, do you want to uh, Do you want to rate this movie? How many, oh, um, how many Domino's pizzas? Domino's pizzas have eight slices. I'm mm-hmm. giving it seven out of eight slices. Ooh, I'm going to give it... I'll give it six. Okay. No, I'll give it seven for nostalgia's sake. For nostalgia's sake, yeah. Um, I might go I might go I'd, purchase I'd, uh, some Ninja Turtles toys on the internet now. You should. I, I have mine proudly on display. It's very great. Um, all right. Um, anything else before we sign off? Oh, well, you got to take us out on our famous catchphrase. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always liked Cowabunga! Cowabunga!